0: and welcome to episode 31 of Set Your Mind To It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So today, guys, I wanted to bring you a slightly different episode that I've had in the back of my mind for a little while. It's not that different because there's a pretty broad range of things that you can apply mindset to, meaning there's been a broad range of topics, I think. But they all really boil down to mindset. This one from the title you've already clicked on it so you already know what to expect but it's about how to become a runner and I say it's a slightly different one because I think it sounds like something that's not mindset related and it's set your mind to it so I do try to look at the mindset behind things and most people would think if you're a runner it's quite a physical thing you either have got it or you haven't but I'm kind of here to dispel that myth because again personal experience I've managed to become a runner, and if anyone knows me, you'll know that. Well, you might not know, but I was not someone who would have called myself a runner. I was that person who always hated running, didn't think I was good at running, and so I'm coming to you from the perspective of someone who knows what it's like to not be physically gifted at running or anything athletic. I'd like to give you some context for those of you who are listening and about to check out of this episode because you're like, mm. I'm not listening to someone who's just going to tell me what to do because they find it easy and they're fit or whatever. No, like back in primary school, I remember coming last or second last in like the cross country runs that you had to do to even like the little trial runs that you had to do at school and just struggling with any kind of running. Did get into netball like through primary school and high school and ended up playing center, but that was very short, sharp. And the only reason I was able to do that, I think, was because there was those rests, I was never someone who could do, no, that's not true, I had been able to do it different times, but I wasn't someone who consistently identified as being a runner and being able to smash up five or 10Ks, like I really struggled and if I did it, I was really slow and I felt really puffed and I never identified as a runner. You might already pick up where this is going, it's all about the identity, but I thought I'd come to you with an episode broken down into the steps to become a runner. I'm thinking it's going to be five steps. If you've clicked on this episode, I will have already figured out how many steps it took. But I think it's going to be five that I've jotted down. So, okay. Get straight into them now, I think. And listen to them. Figure out how they're going to apply to you. And see. Give it a shot. Maybe if you listen to this, I'm assuming that this is something of interest to you. If you're someone who listens regularly, then... Maybe you're just listening because you're a very loyal listener and you're listening to each weekly episode. But if you're listening, I'm assuming there's some interest to you. And even if you don't want to become a runner, you can apply this to other areas of your life. So this is all about mindset and identity. So it doesn't matter if you don't want to be a runner, if you want to become a kickboxer or a salsa dancer or a swimmer or someone, you can. It's all about the mindset, which... Let me get into. So, I guess let's start with. I was trying to have a quick little Google as I sometimes do, and I let you guys know that I was reading up on what the articles out there were saying because I was like, well, I wouldn't necessarily say like I'm not a professional runner because I'm not going to say I'm not a runner because that's one of my little steps I'm going to talk to you about. But I'm by no means a professional runner, so I wanted to see what the articles were out there saying for professional running and what the tips are for beginners and all that kind of stuff and the articles out there I didn't spend too much time reading them because I was like "Mm, they're all going to be the same they were focusing on you know start small don't focus on the time focus don't focus on the miles or figure out what style of running you like if you like sprinting or hills or endurance and get an accountability buddy get a fitness tracker and celebrate the wins or get the five, catch to 5k and I think there's a reason the catch to 5k works so i not saying don't do that but all of these articles are kind of focusing on the physical side of running like what do I need to do to become a runner if you're a beginner and guess what like everyone can run we've all got bodies if we're not in a wheelchair if we've got no injuries or ailments we can run so therefore you are a runner which is that whole mindset already but number one I guess based on when I was reading these I initially had skipped this step and then I did find one article that had this listed by someone who herself was not a runner and it was find your why I was like oh of course how could I forget that you can't do anything without knowing your why like for this podcast I've got to know my why for the work that you turn up to every day you've got to know your why otherwise you're going to be drained and you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to be enjoying it. You've got to have a strong why for anything that you do. I feel like that's becoming a lot more common knowledge for people that there needs to be a strong why. But yeah, know your why. So for me, I'll give you my little journey because yeah, personal experiences best way to share. So for me, becoming a runner per se was because I, on the instances that I've done it, because it's been something that I've done off and on you know I'd take up running do it for a few weeks and then I'd drop off but at those times that I did do it I felt really amazing the fact that I could do that I felt confident improved my self-esteem my belief in myself I felt just powerful in the fact that I was fit enough to do that so I just felt good within myself like it's feeling better within yourself and a part of me then like looking at it more recently when I was like yep I'm gonna do this it's overcoming those limiting beliefs because for me it started to be well I don't want to be limited by the belief that I'm not a runner because that's I truly believed I'm not a runner like I really struggled with it I'm not a runner I had a I have a great mate and she's always been really talented and gifted at running and even swimming and all these other things come really naturally to her and I've always been like, well, I'm not a runner, but she's a runner because it comes naturally. It doesn't have to come naturally for you to be a runner, but you've got to know your why. So part of me wanted to overcome this belief that I couldn't be a runner, that I either had it or I didn't because I was, I am learning about the fixed versus the growth mindset. And I was like, well, the growth mindset says that I can, the fixed mindset says that I can't. And I really wanted to apply the growth mindset and try to become a runner because there was nothing to say based on the personal development that I'd read that I couldn't become a runner and so that was my why to overcome my limiting self-beliefs and as well because I know I always felt good when I was able to run like if I could run 5ks and I know that when I'd in the past gone for runs with friends I felt way more confident knowing that I was going to be able to do that run and keep up and not be left behind or be worried about having to stop. So that confidence and sense of accomplishment from a physical point of view, and then also developing the mental resilience to keep pushing when you wanna stop. So there's lots of great reasons that you can choose to become a runner. Just like any kind of physical outlet where you have to push yourself, there's lots of benefits both mentally and physically, because you develop resilience to push on when it gets hard and then that can translate into other areas of your life, which is really cool. So step number one, if you wanna become a runner, figure out why, figure out if it's for the mental benefits of resilience and you know f- certain ways of feeling like accomplishment, confidence, self-esteem, self-belief, all of those things. Or if it's for physical reasons, if you wanna get fit or look a certain way or have a certain level of fitness like cardiovascular fitness, all of those things you need to have a really strong why though and it's for you so you don't have to compare to anyone else or tell anyone else but you have to know what your why is and i think for me when i was choosing to do it i already felt like i was pretty fit in other areas and at times i wanted to see if it translated across and so i'm speaking about this i should probably give you a bit of context when i'm saying oh i'm a runner now i don't run every single day but I'm now not someone who flops into not running for months on end the last time that I got really into it happened to be when we went into a second lockdown because I didn't have access to a gym or home equipment and so I started to run every day pretty much but I'd already kind of developed that identity that I could run so I was drawn back to it and I'll get into that in a little bit like the next step but I was running pretty much every day then. And my why then was, I already believed that I had the fitness. I So I wasn't doing it for a physical reason. It was more just to, one, it was a way to keep fit and to keep the fitness that I already had to just translate it to another area. And then I started to realize, hey, I can actually overcome some of my beliefs that I can run further. Like I'd never run 10Ks in my life and I was able to do it during that lockdown with just basically the mindset that if I can do it like my body is physically able to I didn't do enough training adequately for that I did actually injure myself after doing a bit of overtraining because I was doing other training on top of the running but that's a lesson from me don't overtrain. but it's about figuring out why you're doing it and for me at that time it was to figure out what I could do because I hadn't done it before to that extent. And anyways, I'll go into my next few points because it'll all make a bit more sense, I think. So number two, you've got to start looking at your beliefs. So you've got your why. You know whether you want to get physically fit or whether you want to build emotional and mental resilience in the face of difficulties when you want to quit, whatever it might be, confidence. There's lots of reasons. Then you need to figure out What's the thought that you currently have? So, if you're listening to this, you might not be a runner per se. That's a belief, that's a thought, and you can choose to change it. So, if you currently think, I'm not a runner, that's where we need to pull ourselves up and change that thought. So, you are in control of whether you are a runner or not. And it's all up here, it's all in your mind. So, you can become a runner, you are a runner. You've got a body. If you're not in a wheelchair, if you're not really severely injured, you can become a runner. You are a runner. (laughs) You just haven't realized that you have done it yet. So the thing is, it's not very easy to go from I'm not a runner because you've got a whole life's worth of experience backing up that belief. So I remember reading a Tony Robbins book and it's just come to me now, but he talked about beliefs being like a table and like i think the belief was a tabletop and then they're propped up by the four legs right which are your experiences that you've had and so those experiences prop up beliefs and so what we've got to do is either pull out those legs to tear down that new tear down that belief and put some new experiences in there and basically build a new table with a new belief but we've got to address those past experiences so for me my experience were as a kid, I'd, you know, come second last, like at the age of 23, like that's still stuck in my mind. Like how crazy is that? Second last in like cross country trials for school and, you know, other experiences like comparing myself to a friend who did it really easily and has always been naturally gifted. And that's just what my brain chose to hang on to. Cause I could look at that same thing and think, well, when I was a kid, I was doing the same runs as her and running the same distance. I did it with more difficulty but I did do it like I could look at it that way but my brain chose to compare myself and say well she did it easily I didn't so I'm not a runner. So you've got to be aware of those experiences that have shaped your beliefs and for me there's a lot of other experiences like we'll all have more than two or three or four there's going to be four more than four legs propping up that table probably so you've got to acknowledge that those are experiences but your past doesn't define your future. Getting deep I know but what does define your future as your beliefs so we need to create a new belief which empowers you and serves you however we need to sometimes use a bridging thought to get there and this is like a, a technique that they use in psychology as well where you can't believe i am not a runner and i am a runner because there's cognitive dissonance so there's two thoughts that don't match our brain doesn't like that it's got to have One thought that resonates without any conflicting information. So we can't have two completely different ones because our brain just will reject it straight away. But what we can do is find a bridging thought. So I've jotted down here. Your bridging belief might be, I could run slowly for 500 metres. Most people would probably agree that they could do that. Or even imagine, remember like the fields with the track around them I showed you how much I haven't done running (laughs) you know um, the athletics tracks you could think well, one of those is 400 meters could you get around one lap of that if you absolutely had to like if your life depended on it could you get your body around there I think most people would probably agree that they could like they might struggle but if their life depended on it they probably could do it right so bridging belief I could run slowly for 500 meters if my life depended on it. if you need to put that on there sure but probably not the most positive or empowering belief to add that on but just I could run slowly for 500 meters that's the belief and then step three is going to be getting out there and testing that but I want you to find something that works for you so it's a bridging thought and belief and for me it wasn't going straight from I am not a runner because I would tell people I hate running that's the other one you've got to be really careful of I hate running and I'm not a runner so if it's I hate running you could change your belief to there's a possibility that there's a style of running out there that I won't hate so it's not going straight to I love running but it's just changing that so there's a possibility that I could enjoy running in the future when I'm fitter. We want to try and give our brain something that it could believe. So there's a possibility, or there's a chance, or I could potentially do this, but slowly. Find something that's believable for you, that's a neutral middle ground. So we kinda of want to go for a we've gone from a negative thought, we need to find a neutral one before getting to that positive thought. That's how most changes need to occur for a belief to change. So Find your bridging belief, practice saying it to yourself, and then we're going to start to build evidence for that. And that's what I did. I started going out there and doing runs. And this is where there'll be all those different types of running advice about don't focus on the time, don't focus on the distance, try different styles, do all of that, find whatever works for you. But it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because if you don't believe up here that you are a runner at the end of the day, Then, whatever you try isn't going to work because you're always going to be pulled back to the belief that you are not a runner because that's that cognitive dissonance. Our brain doesn't like things that are not in alignment. So, if your action is going out there and going for a run but you believe that you're not a runner or you believe that you hate running, you're going to be pulled back to your identity of not being a runner, which means you'll stop running because our brain likes to be in alignment with beliefs and our reality. If there's any cognitive dissonance, meaning the two don't match, our brain freaks out because it means that we're at risk of dying because things aren't matching up and our brain just doesn't like it okay so you've got to build up some evidence to support this new belief we've got to have a bridging belief and then build some table um, legs under the tabletop to build up the belief so then we can slowly transition into the belief that we are a runner okay so maybe get out there and run 500 meters slowly to back up that bridging belief it doesn't have to be fast we're not saying that you have to be a fast runner to be a runner we're saying you are a runner and all that means is you can move your body in a pattern of running which just means that basically if we get really technical from a physio perspective here when you're walking your heel strikes first when you're running your heels do not strike first So all that means is that when you're running, your heels aren't striking first, you're moving fast enough that your toes are, that's running, (laughs) okay? So it doesn't have to be amazing, it just has to be not heels striking, okay? And then you're running. Like if you're doing power walking, it's going to be heels first, okay? As soon as you're toes first, you're disqualified because you're running, okay? That's all it is. And so you can go out there, you could do 1k and you could do 100 meters running, 100 meters walking, could be 50 meters of running, and 150 meters of walking. It could be 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 90 seconds on of walking, 30 seconds of running, 15 seconds, whatever it is. Like it doesn't matter all this advice out there about don't focus on the distance or the time or whatever. It really doesn't matter because we're all about the beliefs and building a new identity. And you can figure out which way you enjoy, whether it's out in nature or on the streets or on a treadmill, whatever you need doesn't matter we're just going to build up the evidence so start really small to build up evidence doesn't have to be huge evidence but we need to somehow knock out all these other experiences that we've hung on to as a kid or as an adult that have given us proof that we aren't a runner like being slow and coming last or not being fit enough or having others that are fitter than us okay so we've got to build up new evidence to replace that old evidence like I'm going back to this example but in my head I'm thinking if you've got the four tabletop legs we can build another four and then we can knock out the old four because then we've got some new experiences holding up a new belief okay so that's number three number four is to focus on the wins and this is just because there's a lot of I think evidence out there for you know focusing on positives and having gratitude and all of those things like we've got to celebrate the wins because if we don't focus on the wins then we kind of get too caught up in how hard things are and the negatives and we aren't inspired or motivated to do it so you've got to celebrate the wins when they come so at first you might have the identity of you hate running and if you hate running you're going to look for the thoughts that back that up so like that run was really hard that really hurt I couldn't breathe properly I didn't enjoy it that was so hard So we've got to find the ones that are going to be positive and reaffirming for the new belief that you could run 500 meters with a bit of a positive reinforcement of, oh, I ran 500 meters really slowly, but I felt good. Or I ran really slowly for 500 meters and then I had more energy afterwards. Or I ran 500 meters and I did it a couple of times last week and this time I did it the quickest I've done it so far. So you're starting to get some personal bests in there, like seeing improvements and that's gonna be like, hang on, I'm improving or I felt good or I felt better afterwards. Then your brain's gonna be like, hmm. well, if you hated running or if you weren't a runner, you wouldn't feel good or there wouldn't be benefits, you wouldn't be getting better. Like, how's your brain gonna say, you're getting better, you're getting faster, it's getting easier, like you could think, oh, that run was easier than the last one, even if it was just, you know, 100 meters, a couple of times in your 30-minute walk, whatever it might be, doesn't have to be big. If your brain has that belief or a thought where you find, oh, that was easier than the last time, that doesn't line up with not being a runner because if you're not a runner, it wouldn't get easier. But if you are a runner, runs would get easier. Or if you're someone who could run 500 meters, and you then did a couple of 100 meters and they're getting easier, then those thoughts are more conducive to supporting the belief that you could run 500 meters slowly. So do you see where we're trying to then swap the supporting thoughts that are holding up the belief? So focusing on those wins will help you transition. And I know this because this is pretty much what I did. Did those runs, I was doing them every day. Didn't really focus on the distance, you know, sometimes I'd just be getting up and doing, I knew I only had 20 minutes. So it'd just be three Ks, 21 minutes, <laughs> like smash it out. Um, or some days I might have more time. So I might do five Ks or I might do like two Ks. Like it was just a matter of getting out there and running to prove to myself that I could to overcome that belief that I'm not a runner. Because if I was doing it most days, for me, that's someone who's a runner, And for you, it's going to be different. Everyone's got a different idea of what a runner is. and This is where we have to be aware of what our preconceived ideas of a runner are as well. So if you think a runner is someone who runs 20Ks a week because you knew someone who was training for a marathon and they were a runner and all their runner friends all went for at least 20 to 30Ks a week. Like I know my friend's dad used to track his runs on the calendar and at the end of the week, he'd total up how many Ks he'd done. So I don't know, he might have done between 30 to 50 Ks for the week or whatever it might have been. It could have been way more, who knows. And that would be my idea of someone who's a runner, someone that can do that much. But that's not true. You're a runner if you can move your body in a running motion without your heel striking first. Like We can really simplify what it means to meet the criteria and the threshold to be a runner. And then all of a sudden, hey presto, you can meet that threshold and that criteria. So you've got to be aware as well. What beliefs you have around what a runner is and part of that will be changing your beliefs there so that you can meet that criteria. But really think about it like if you break it down, does a runner have to be someone who can do 10 Ks easily without being puffed? No, like if you saw someone out on the sidewalk and they were puffed and they were moving their body and they were struggling, but they're running, think hey, you might not think they're a professional runner, but hey there's a runner, there's someone who gets out and they run they're a runner doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter how hard it is if you're doing it and often like for me my belief is a runner is someone who does it more often than not so you might just think to be a runner you have to do it a certain amount of times a week but not even and that's why I think it's been kind of my strength is it doesn't matter how many times a week I run or don't run I'm now more in alignment with the belief that I am a runner because I can run not the fact that I'm not a runner because I now physically know that my body can do it because I've built up that evidence. I smashed out a 10K run. I know I have a similar level of fitness now to then, so I know that I can run, therefore I am a runner. And I still struggle with this, guys. Like, I'm not coming and preaching to you from... I'm now a professional runner who's got this figured out. Like, I still find running hard at times. It's not always easy. I'm not always motivated, But one, I don't think we should ever (laughs) rely on motivation to get things done because you won't get anything done if you're relying on that to do things. And it fluctuates like the more I run, the more evidence I have that I am a runner and the easier it gets. So then the more I wanna do it because the more wins I have and the more it feels good. But then at other times, like at the moment, I haven't been for a run because I was on the road for two and a half weeks and I maybe went for two runs, two or three runs. But the thing is, because I've now got this identity about I can run and I am a runner. I've built up all these new table legs for my belief of I am a runner. I'm drawn back to that identity. So this cognitive dissonance is the key here to becoming a runner. Because once you've created the belief that you are a runner, you'll be pulled back to that identity rather than being pulled back to the I hate running or I'm not a runner. So for me, even when I was on the road for two and a half weeks, I didn't have access to a gym obviously because I had my dogs so I couldn't go in and use a gym casually went for my walks every day but because I believed hey I can run I am a runner I would be pulled back to that and I would chuck in a run here and there when I wanted to because I felt that I could and then that adds to my evidence that I am a runner and this is all about the language as well so this is my next point so we're focused on the wins which was fourth point so felt feeling good more energy beating personal best or whatever it might be and then fifth is to watch your language because this is going to reflect to you what your thoughts or beliefs are so if you catch yourself saying i'm not a runner i hate running then you've obviously got a belief that you are not a runner you hate running so you've got to be really onto yourself there and watch your language and what you're saying to other people but You'll find that if you go for runs and you start to say, "Why I went for a run, you'll be pulled into alignment with the belief that you are a runner and then you'll be pulled back into action because once you've transitioned through, I could run slowly for 500 meters, you'll be able to change these bridging thoughts. And my, I guess, sixth step is really just repeat. So I did initially have it as five steps and then added in my why. So the fifth one was repeat, but... Let's say once you've done those five steps, you repeat and go back to the start, check in with your why and it might be the same. It might be different if you've got fitness or you've lost some weight, then you might change your goal because it might be about feeling good then, feeling like you've got more self-esteem, more confidence, more positivity, more time out for yourself, whatever it might be. The why might stay the same though, that's fine. And then go back to what are the thoughts and new bridging thought. I could run one kilometer or I could potentially run two kilometers with a stop or I could run two kilometers with lots of stops. I could run five kilometers but it would take me an hour and lots of stops. Whatever it might be you can put conditions on it or you could just say I could run that. Find out what you can just believe like it doesn't want to be so far-fetched you can't believe it It needs to be a bridging thought you might only need one or two of these before getting to the belief that you're a runner but eventually you're going to get to I am a runner and I feel like I need to go back through this at the moment because I'm feeling a little bit off my fitness so I'm feeling like I'm not as much of a runner and look this probably comes easier to me as someone with a background of fitness believing that I can become a runner because I know that I've got cardiovascular fitness so if you're someone who's never done this before Maybe you're going to have to cycle through it a lot more times to transition through lots of bridging thoughts until you get to a place where you feel like you've got enough fitness to build the evidence to then back up the thoughts and the beliefs that we're trying to build here. So it is going to be a process. It might not be overnight that you believe truly that you're a runner because you need to build evidence. It just depends on how much evidence you've got under the old belief of you're not a runner and why do you hate running so have a look into that as well like what's the beliefs the thoughts that are building up the belief of why you hate running what's been your past experiences do people laugh at you or tease you for being a slow runner in the past or was there one really particularly painful run can you do a smaller slower run that makes it not so painful so you can be like oh not all runs have to hurt that much so that's number two look at your thoughts and your beliefs three keep building evidence, keep going on more runs, different styles, doesn't really necessarily matter how far or what type, just keep going, keep doing it, keep getting back out there and focus on the wins so they feel good, so that's number four and five, what's your language because you don't want to be saying you're not a runner when you are getting out there and running even if you start saying to others, oh I'm a runner, went for a run yesterday, I'm a runner it might feel weird initially but even just say oh yeah i went for a run i hate running skip that part just say i went for a run rather than saying oh it was so hard i went for a run yesterday i died so oh yeah i went for a run yesterday because if you're negatively <laughs> reinforcing how hard all the negatives are then it's going to be harder to then associate with that new belief of i am a runner so we need to try and separate those two and work our way from i'm not a runner to I am a runner with some bridging beliefs in between, Catch ourselves on the language, focus on the positives and hey presto, you'll be so surprised, you'll become a runner. And I don't care what techniques you use, as long as you don't injure yourself, don't overdo it. If you haven't gotten any knowledge already, look into overtraining principles and build up very slowly. But I think if you're listening to this, you've probably got a bit of common sense and you'll know what to do anyway within your limits and listen to your body respect your body and I think you'll surprise yourself I think you will become a runner and I would love to hear if this works for you because it worked for me and that's the reason I want to record this episode because it's not purely just mindset but there's so much mindset and psychology behind forming any new habit and that includes running so I think this episode is just a great way to show you this is one example where you can apply mindset and building a new habit and applying that work to a practical thing that you want to try there's a really tangible outcome i think a lot of time with mindset we don't actually see these new habits coming into fruition in a physical sense but we can actually see if we put into practice what we're preaching about changing our thoughts and looking at our beliefs and taking action so The action is going for the run, building the evidence and then that'll get you the results at the end which is becoming a runner. So thoughts, feelings, actions, results, the feeling is going to be motivated and inspired and empowered hopefully if you're starting to build up these positive connotations with running. So get out there, give it a go, start building some evidence, looking at your thoughts, focusing on the wins, watch your language as well, watch what you say to others and repeat make sure you've got a strong why and see how you go I would love to hear if this actually works for you I know it will but I just want to hear if you put it into practice if it works so please if it does you can leave a review and say something there or you can slide into the dms on instagram at set your mind to it followed by an underscore there'll be a link in the show notes for it as well so thank you so much for listening guys if you have enjoyed this episode please take a second to rate and review the podcast because it will help other people find it as well. But go out, go for a run, give it a try and see how you go. I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye.